The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome, my brother, my brother, meet an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your babyest preteen brother, Griffin McElroy. Griffin McElroy, fresh from the land of the rising sun. That's uh, true. Back with us here in America. Fresh and off why, the plane. Why did he come back, you ask? Well, this is an exciting time of year. Not only am I currently enjoying my first uh, salted caramel mocha of of the year. Uh, s- sorry, pumpkin spice latte. You've Whoa. been usurped. In my heart. You know what I like? Drinking them both at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then getting just this, the harshest squirts. <laughs> you just you, you just drank a, a gallon of sugar milk. Is that good uh-huh. for you? Intestinally? It's not bad for me. Uh, but the, the bigger news this year, and boy, guys, I cannot tell you how exciting this all is. Monster cereals are back. <gasps> of course, monster cereals are a... Uh, uh, sort of a Halloween time staple. As uncomfortable it's, as I am with Christmas creep, I'm really into Halloween creep. <laughs> because if you think about it, if Halloween creep continued ad infinitum, eventually life itself would just be a nightmare horror scape I think, that well, was obsessed well, with death and morbidity and terror. Sure, well, it'll be a full-blown nightmare before Christmas for like everything is, everything's all about those spooks. But yeah. you know, I think it's, I think it, this is a logical result of the Christmas creep, right? Because Christmas is, Christmas is stretching into the middle of October now, so it's obviously mm-hmm. like, by the time you get to Halloween, you are so into Christmas that you don't think about all the spooky pumpkins and stuff. So Halloween, as a natural result, has to stretch back into like late late July. Sure, I shit you not. I was just at Hobby Lobby last weekend, and they already have their Christmas stuff up. But in a seeming like fighting back kind of like moment, there's a Christmas tree decorated with fall and Halloween decorations. That would be uh, that's just a Halloween tree. I think that's just a tree. <laughs> I don't think it could be a Christmas tree without some picture of Jesus or Santa yeah. or something or candy canes. Yeah, yeah, because that's I, what you—that's how you deck. When they say deck the halls, they mean with pictures of Jesus and Santa. What are you talking about? The inevitable about? conclusion is that Halloween and Christmas spread to the point where we do reach a single day that's like spooky mm-hmm. baby Jesus in a mm-hmm. skull mask. Or it's you know more like I mean? it's more like hollow, like holiday equinox, where there's an equal amount of Halloween and Christmas in the same day. That's what 12 th- hours of Halloween and 12 hours of Christmas. But this is not the most important thing. This is not why I want to bring this up. Monster cereals are back. That's right. thrilling. But what are you talking about? This, Choc- Choco. Okay. Choco zombie. Frankenberry, Boo Berry, Count Chocula. We're all no okay fruit brute. No fruit brute. No, but Travis, here's the thing. Fruit brute's been discontinued, obviously, since the 70s. This year, <laughs> first time ever, fruit brute and yummy mummy f- fucking back on the scene. <gasps> Couldn't be done. They done did it. I've never even tasted fruit brew. I'm so fucking excited. Fruit brew, of course, is all about uh, cherry frosted cereal with spooky fun marshmallows into oh, it. Fr- yummy mummy, which is actually labeled the return of yummy mummy on the on the packaging, starring Brendan Fraser, starring Brendan <laughs> Fraser, artificial <laughs> orange 
cream flavored frosted uh, cereal with spooky fun marshmallows all shaped like Brendan Fraser, that, I would assume. That yeah. sounds disgusting, but simultaneously I'm going to eat it. They are both back. If you go to Target, you can get uh, retro packaging in in this these jams. The the uh, the I don't I don't really care for what they have currently. It's kind of neo futurist, like I don't know. It's very it's very like very impressionist, movie. very yeah, very cubist. I think you could say. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't really. What's care that for one it. with all the dots? <laughs> a dotty. It dotties. looks like a dotty. Um, dotty. Did they, um, but, did, but now did back. they bring back? Um, did they bring back? Because I, I, you know, they are trying to modernize it. And I think I saw this in a commercial that Target is selling Torture Killer Crunch. Mm-hmm. Um, torture Killer it, Crunch is Torture out. Killer Crunch. It's like sort of the more like realistic take on like more modern, like a uh, uh, high tension. They made the high tension breakfast cereal, and the kids. Let me tell you, the kids loved that. The kids couldn't get enough of it. Uh, they don't. They don't. Uh, this year have mm. have that one. They do have um, Unabomber Berry, which was one of my favorites mm-hmm. uh, in the 90s uh, with real beard flex, which was great for me as a kid growing up because those are full of niacin, which mm-hmm. you have to have. And tell me, does it come with Lost Boy Milk? <laughs> I don't think Lost Boy Milk... <laughs> Uh, is available anymore there now this is this this is not based on the film this is boy milk that has been somebody misplaced it and we somebody found it and then sold it in a grocery store it's very pricey but well worth it if for the calcium alone mm-hmm. uh, boys, so head, boys got lots of calcium up in them and then so you God, drink you know we get so many bad things in our mail p.o box 54 Heinz west virginia 25706 we get so many bad things but no one will just send us monster cereals that's it. That's all you have to do to get into our heart. Don't send your weird, clipped-up, psychopath letters. Just, you know, send some fruit brute. Send People aren't still sending those, are they? No, not anymore. Of course, I haven't checked in a little while. If you're going to send us food stuffs, by the way, give me a heads up, because I don't, I don't go by very often. <laughs> Boy milk only keeps for, like, I don't know, a week and a half. Yeah, it, uh, fifteen minutes. <laughs> once it leaves, once, once it's it leaves, been extracted from the boy. It's already. It's like that midnight orchid, you know, where it just blooms sugars. for like fifteen minutes. Once it leaves their nubile lactose sacs. Sure, now by mi- the midnight orchid you're referencing, that is the one from Dennis the Menace, right? Yes, <laughs> that is the pop culture reference I was making. I just assumed everyone would get it without the footnote. Sure, no, no, yeah. I mean, I did, so that's a pretty good sample size, I guess. Uh, listen, we've. I'm really hungry now, and I really want to find these cereals. I literally drove to Target looking for them. Not there yet. <laughs> Where's your fruit fruit? Fruit fruit. Sir, sir, please calm down. I'm going to try to spice Nothing else. How, excuse me. I am gasping for Lost Boy milk. <laughs> you gasping. know me, mommy? You know me, mommy? No, what? Excuse me? <laughs> excuse me, sir. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, let's, let's get to the helping people, because I feel like we've stalled... Uh, long enough. Well, you've just been stunned because we know we're not good at it. Not good at what? Helping people. I know. With their problems. We helped. If so, you had a problem of what cereal to go look for today and not find. If you uh, had a problem with not enough diabetes. If you had a problem with uh, your milk not tasting enough like Lost Boys. Mm. I'm a lady who's extremely skilled at ping pong. My problem is that sometimes I feel like a jerk when I'm playing with someone that is not so good at the game. How can I sustain my winning record while at the same time maintaining my opponent's dignity? That's from TT in VT. Mm. This is a I I 
can sympathize with this. I have this exact problem with every sport backwards, yeah. but mm-hmm. backwards, dip, but a polar opposite. But I understand what you're saying. Um, ping pong is tricky. I, I feel I, this question is coming from a, a very. Um, I feel like this happens to a lot of people because either you're very good at ping pong or you're very bad at ping pong. There's nobody who's just like right there in the middle. Um, there are echelons of how good you are once you're really good. Like I'm pretty good at ping pong and then there are people that can just destroy me. But like 80% of people, it's just a shutout. It's a joke. Yeah, it's a goddamn that's, that's joke. me. That's, that's my... That's kind of my area of ping pong is like in that 80% of like, which side, what do I, hold on, I, I wasn't ready. Yeah. Um, the, I, I, and like, I feel bad for you that like, just put in the work, I guess, just put in the work to like get better at it. To be fair, there's other areas of my life in which I feel very successful and happy. So you beating me at ping pong doesn't really like take anything wait, away okay, from yeah. the rest of that. Got to bring me down about this one No, thing, I'm just huh? saying like, I understand that the, our question asker is concerned here, but. I'm betting that some other part of their life has grown to compensate for their lack of ping pong skills. I actually think that, um, in a weird sense, that there is an element of classism attached with, like, a- attached to being good at like certain table games, like ping pong or uh, billiards. Like you're uh, good at this because your daddy was rich and exactly. bought you a billiard. Exactly. I feel like that's, yeah. that's the implication. I, I feel like that's the sort of, especially at a younger age, it's like. You know, there was a really clear divide when I was growing up and someone would have a pool table of, like, the kids who were like, it's in the way that you use it. like, shooting back on the head. And me, I'm, like, wildly spinning the pool cue like Donatello and then falling on the table. Like, there is no, is this good? Did I pool? Am I doing it? Rack them. Let me rack them. I'm good at that. We're still, we're, like, halfway through a game. I'm just going to rack them up. We're playing. We're like playing the game right now. Though, like the balls have to stay where they are. I'll just be designated racker. I'll collect them as they go in the hole, so I'll just be super ready to rack them. How many mulligans do I get? Uh, what's uh, what's house rules on the mulligans? I just comment after they're broken. Like, ooh, that was a good rack. I guess I because I really racked them good that time. <laughs> I guess I'm the best racker. Can I still uh, next Saturday night? Are we like? Mm, is, is there the plan? a is there a lean on this table? Feels like it's <laughs> like. A slight angle. Just a slight angle. It's throwing off all my hits. All my shots hits. Oh, I'm just used to playing on real grass. So. (laughs) (laughs) When was the last time you got this table re-turfed? I'm I'm used to playing on tournament-ready tables. Here's the There's such a huge difference, though, between ping pong and pool. Because if you're playing against someone who's just really awesome at pool, you are maybe going to have to, like, suck at hitting the ball, like, twice. You know what I mean? Because they're just going to, like, run the table and just, like, you know, they're going to win without you probably it, getting a shot. Is there any moment in in uh, in games that you guys can think of that is worse than when you have to break? <laughs> it's, like, the most hype. I'm the shittiest at it. Like, I, I play pool, I don't know, maybe once a month or so. There's a lot of really cool pool places here in Austin. But, like, I'm the worst at breaking Ever and it's fucking humiliating when you hit it and like two balls on the back roll like a quarter inch and nothing else moves and it's like ugh we have to play this whole fucking game with all these balls right there. Good going. I would have played it to uh, when you're playing beach volleyball with friends and it rotates to your turn to serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just that moment of like, uh, well, what, does someone else want to take this? Do I no, no, no. Designated you, hitter. Listen, man, you you break. You've earned it. You, you listen. <laughs> 
listen, I just, I think it'll be, um, I think we'll have more fun if you break. Please just break. <laughs> Please just do, <laughs> do the break. for me. I feel it's the same. I wish that in ping pong, like, if you are very clearly, like, the, the outmatched opponent, mm-hmm. that you have the option to just stand aside while they just, like, bounced, you know, while they just scored points on you. I mean, Without you is- having to do the weird, like, Ugh! You know, that's that, like, jump to the left, jump to the right, like, time warp of failure. Darts is really um, bad, too. You get two people playing cricket. You get two people playing cricket on darts, like, who are shitty at darts. That's your whole day. Like, one of us is going to hit a bullseye eventually. I know it. Ugh. I can feel it in my bones. Oh, that one went in the ceiling, fan. My favorite, because I usually try to be this guy when playing darts, is, like, you know, six shitty rounds in a row, and then, like, one accidental bullseye, and tried to play it off. Like, oh, that's what I was aiming for. I mean, all those other times, I was guys just dicking It's all around, about triangulation. But, I was honing. Yeah. I mean, you just got to focus and then go about two inches above it and aim for that, and then you hit it every time. I'm going to start in on my sixth beer now. It's all about expanding it in your mind's eye, sort of like in three ninjas. You got to lead it. Um, pro- I think the problem with, with uh, ping pong, especially, is like there's no... You really have no control over whether or not that person's going to return your hit. You could slow play it as much as you want, but I mean, you can competently get it over the table, and there's just no way to. There's no way to make sure they return that to you. You know, what my dream would be too. My dream game of ping pong would be an evenly matched player, and also both of us have infinite buckets of ping pong balls because that's what's so fucking frustrating. <laughs> like in Captain one person, Kangaroo, one person's really good, one person's really bad. The bad person serves to the good person. The good person puts the stankiest chatter. <laughs> on that ball and sends it into the goddamn like stratosphere sends it over the county line the other person's like all right i'll go get it and then chases it down they're back 30 minutes later they did fucking map quest directions to the ball and then repeat repeat ad nauseum like the other person's getting a fucking workout there's only one solution next time you win at ping pong after the last hit you win it's clear you're gonna win maybe you're you're about to win and you're about to finish them off you got to take the ping pong ball and jam it down your throat so you're choking <laughs> on it. And then they rush over and it's like, Heimlich, save your life. Mm. Then it's like, well, I mean, I, I, I might have won a ping pong, but that hardly seems in any way relevant to this anymore. You're the real hero of the day, now, I think. Justin, I got to say that maneuver seems high risk, low reward. <laughs> well, oh, let me, okay, let me throw this out. What about this scenario? Last point of the game, you're clearly going to win. Yeah. You start complaining about your paddle, and you convince them to switch paddles with you, right, for the last point. And then you score the last point, and you beat them. But then you have an associate. You have a plant, right, who says, well, hold on one second. Let me check something. And they pull out a book that's labeled The Rules of Ping Pong. (laughs) And they discover an archaic rule that says that the winning paddle is the winner, not the person holding the Are paddle. Are you doing some Elder paddle, Wand fucking Harry Potter I, like, I'm chain just saying, of so ownership? Then you award the person. So then you and your, your compatriot know that you've won the game, by, but the person feels some sense of triumph By disarming the paddle. winning player, the, the paddle recognizes you as its natural <laughs> owner, meaning you scored 20 points with it. See, that, you crack open the ping pong ball and inside is written your opponent's name. And a phoenix feather. Seeing as Travis has constructed a situation where I'm going to have to have a book published, I think this is low risk, high shitty. Like, just really don't want to do any of that. Or you could just embarrass your your friend by beating him really badly, and then they'll never play again. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, but then you're taking someone shitty sort of out of the pool. And if we continue, like, if we continue this filtering process, then eventually only good people will remain. It's probably more important to TT to have people to play ping pong with. They do it for the love of the game. They don't care so much about winning and losing, but if they beat everybody to the point where it's, you know, it's annoying to play them, then yeah. they're not going to have any ping pong buddies. You want a Yahoo? Yeah, please. Let me pick the best one. What, this, do you uh, want me to pick the best one? No, I, you don't know what they are. This Yahoo is sent in by Julie Kin. Thank you, Julie. It's by Yahoo Answers. She's a Rosa who asks, If you could turn your pet into a human, would you date them? <gasps> Um, I, um, oh man, I, I, like, first of all, like, okay, well, we are all, obviously all three of us are going to be talking in the hypothetical here, because we're all pretty much happily married. Um, I say pretty don't much. Try to, tra- don't try to, don't try to, alright, you got a, you got a few more steps to go, both of you Padawans, before you can <laughs> get into my game. Um, I think it would be kind of weird to date somebody named Pringles. <laughs> that's the that's one thing that's i think i i think the, it would also be weird to date someone whose anus i've expressed you've expressed you've expressed one of your pets ain't i <laughs> but i will let you guess which one i don't think that game sounds like it's a the good worst game. game ever what okay no. let me say okay let me jump back and say whose anus i've had expressed no. okay Okay, All right, well, I've not done it manually. You okay, could. that's what—that's a very important verb that you just added in there, Travis. You can understand—you can understand why I was so upset by it. How, what do you yeah. mean by expressing an anus? Like you look at the anus and you go, "Like <laughs> he looks—he looks pretty excited <laughs> today." Well, it cat, dog, bird. What kind of human? What kind of animal would make the best human to lizard? Date? I'm okay. sorry, what? Why lizard. lizard? I would fucking are you kidding me? Chill ass motherfucker, just like chilling, waiting to eat some, waiting to eat some bugs, just like chilling. Cat wouldn't do it. I feel like a cat would be too like. The worst would be a cat. The, cat would just be a like, lizard mm. would just be sitting on a rock in the sunshine twenty four seven, telling you to relax. Telling, cracking, oh my god, BL guys! Limes. I think Matthew McConaughey is a lizard man. <laughs> I think Matthew McConaughey is a man made from lizard. Think about it. Think about it for a second. Vaguely reptilian features, especially when his hair is like swooped back, a la uh, Ghost Dennis, of Girlfriend. Dennis, Hop- Dennis Hopper in uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, um, that's a little on the nose because he was playing King Koopa. Yeah, a little bit, and and he wasn't Matthew McConaughey in the moment. But <laughs> stick with me. It was a good shot. Other than that, um, <laughs> do you have any other celebrities you want to say looks like uh, Matthew McConaughey in a fictionalized? Metaphor in which he is a lizard man, and and you can't say Deborah Messing. That's too obvious. <laughs> um, oh God, oh that guy, who's that guy who uh, who's that who is that one guy Rob Schneider? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Rob Schneider was probably a frog, like probably a frog made human, a pet frog turned man. Really? Because he strikes me more as like a guinea pig turns man. DJ Qualls strikes me as like a frog turned man. 
DJ Qualls could be in in yeah he's he's like frog frog prince material. Bushimi Bushimi is definitely like a, a frog turned man. Oh, a raccoon. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Bushimi's raccoon. Yeah, raccoon turned man. It's because you you let Steve Bushimi in your flower bed. Forget about it. But it's no over. one has a pet raccoon, so that's why Steve Bushimi is feral. Technically, mm. um, somebody probably has a pet raccoon. I shouldn't say that. There's it's it would be like it would be like dating your kid, right? I mean, I get it. Like, you're close to them. You're close to these animals. This, I mean, first of all, this is obviously somebody who wants to boogie down on their pet. <laughs> we can all agree about that, right? The person who asked this question is somebody who is ready to take their pet to, to the next level. To the fucking end of the road. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, I do. Sadly. It, this question makes me so sad. Don't be sad. Be happy. And let's try and fix it. Maybe There's... go out there and meet some human beings. No, yeah, but... come on. Why would you do that when you can magically turn your pets into animals? Uh, you've got me there. Your pets are already animals. Your pets, <laughs> uh, humans are animals. Whoa. Whoa, that's a good point. Whoa, <laughs> got a little metaphorical. I, I guess we're all. I guess we're all bestial. You know what I mean? Ooh. I guess we're all somebody's pets. Maybe we're the aliens. Think about it. I, I mean, if you guys think about it, like cats and dogs. Really, who's the master, right? And who's the pet? Because the, all they all they do is like lay around and get fed. Am I right, you guys? Yeah, Marmaduke. The the <laughs> great conspiracy, the 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 fallacy with this question is the idea that animals, if given the opportunity, would ever willingly be turned to humans. My cat has a lifestyle where it is sheltered. It is. It is. It is uh, fed. It is watered. Some would say to grotesque excess. Some would say <laughs> that judgmental people who can't see past fur. Um, oh, is that it? She's is, just it is it? Is it fifty six pounds of fur? Is that she's what it is? Fluffy. She's got heavy fur. It's not she's her. Heavy furred. <laughs> she's like just a- big furred. She's just big furred. Can you imagine the horror of becoming a f- a fleshy? A uh, uh, mess of appendages that have to wear clothes, like uh, that would be horrifying. They My dog gets do applauded simply for sitting down. Ugh! Can you imagine that life where you're just like, I sat down, and everyone's like, "Yes, here's a treat." You did it. You did uh, it. You sat down again, Travis. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds. Yeah, awesome. I know. But once you turn human, you give all that up. You have to start worrying about bills and genocide and your mother-in-law and in syria yeah but also you don't die when you turn 16 like this there's some pretty sweet trade-off to no that's the, no but that's the twist <laughs> you are you you do absolutely die when you're 16 animals you still turn, like age like jack pets okay. turn human have jack disease yes thank you travis correct welcome uh and they they Progen- progenitals no not like no like literally yeah they got no jack i'm saying disease. that i think the disease is called progenitals i think it's called propecia uh, I have another question. One of my best friends doesn't have his own car. As a result, I usually end up picking him up every day so we can go hang. Out. I'm getting tired of having to drive him around everywhere. It's inconvenient, and he doesn't give me gas money. But anytime I ask him to save him to buy his own car, he gets mad. It says it's none of my business how he spends his money. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to just stop giving him rides places, but that would mean I couldn't hang out with him anymore since he doesn't have his own transportation. What should I do? That's from the friend with a car in Indianapolis. There's a deeper question here, though, that I just realized, which is, 
What is your friend doing with his money that he's so secretive about? Hey, are you saying, Dora, no! Stay out of your you business. You really find yourself driving your friend to a place where he can buy hard drugs. <laughs> I didn't know that that was an option when, like, Griffin, you owe $3,500 in taxes. It's none of your business how I spend my money, government. Like, you super owe us this money. It is kind of my biz. Yeah, because I'm driving you every day to Subway so you can hone your art. <laughs> is, he, um, is he, like, calling you to, like, have you pick him up from his place and drop you off at a different, and drop him off at a different And that's place? the hang while you're in the car is the sweet hang that you're getting? <laughs> hey, I really need to go to Jimmy John's. You want to hang out for eight minutes? Yep. <laughs> Definitely. You're such a good friend. Why is you? Why are you hanging out with such a fucking scrub? You are hanging out with the dictionary definition of a scrub, as laid out by TLC. Yeah, I bet. I bet if he did have a shorty, he would not show uh, him or her love. He's Does hanging he out, often hang out the passenger side of your ride. Of your ride, and he's trying to holler at girls, but he's hollering like, "Hey, can I borrow like a buck fifty? <laughs> Don't ask me what I'm going to spend it on, because it's none of your business. fucking business." <laughs> Um, I'm a block away now. I gotta come up with a shorter spiel. <laughs> or you have to start driving slow. Could you run faster beside the car? Hey, Just till the pitch is done. <laughs> Just till the pitch is done. Um, I mean, it might be. Just your friend needs to get a fucking car. Why does it or like learn how the public transit system works. Yeah. There are people in this world that exist without cars and they ride bikes or they take the bus or, you know, whatever. They walk, God forbid, but... Like, I'm not one of them because I'm an American, but, I mean, your friend will find other ways to get around. He won't, like, die on his floor of starvation because you didn't drive him to the Piggly Wigglies. Or he might. He might. He might And that's just nature's way. That's nature's way of telling you you need to have a better friend. I think you need to break this cycle. Tell your friend that if if you really want to get a hang going, you have to meet in a place that's equidistant from your homes, and you're not gonna pick him up anymore. Triangulate it, and then you do that, and it's like, oh, Waffle House is the only, so there's a there's a J Crew. I guess we'll just hang out at J Crew? I mean, <laughs> but only in this one corner, because if we head over towards the sweaters, then it's closer to my house, and it's not really fair to anybody. Exactly 2.75 miles between both of us is a curves. I'll meet you at curves <laughs> at 11. <laughs> We're gonna get fit. We're going to get fit, I guess. So much. And then probably get kicked out. We'll probably get kicked out because I do not think that... I don't think we'll mesh very well. <laughs> I don't think that we'll slot into that particular organization very well. It, even if your friend doesn't want to tell you if he's saving up to buy a car, I think it's completely fair, too, to be like, hey, how about you toss some gas money my way since I'm your only means of conveyance? I don't Maybe like, he's saving up to buy you a sweet present. Do you ever think about that, <laughs> Rude? I bought you a new car. I bought you a new car. Now you have two. I don't want either of them. Can you pick me up? Can you pick me up for curves? I know we said we meet in the middle, but it's 2.75 miles. I'm trying to lose weight there, not on the way. You know what I mean? If I lose too much weight, I won't have curves, and then they definitely won't let me in. Think about it. Think about that. There's a there's a, a bell curve for curves. You're supposed to stick it right in the middle. If you land too far on either side, they're like, sorry. Too curvy or not curvy enough. Get the fuck out. I want to I open a, a gym called Bell Curves in which there are two members that are just stunningly attractive mm-hmm. and two members that are like grossly like scary obese. Mm-hmm. And then you feel more comfortable being in the middle when you're there. No, because you know the, the, the grotesquely fat people will never show up. They might come for a week. No good news. Years. They can't leave. We <laughs> built it around okay. them. Yeah, they have a thing like this called jail. <laughs> 
Uh, listen, guys, I have, uh, do we have another question on the Yahoo? What do we want to do? God, I feel like the world's our oyster. I have a Yahoo that was sent in by Chucky V. Thanks, Chucky. It's by Yahoo Answers user Neil who asks, sword-making resources? <laughs> I am looking into making a pair of swords for me and mm-hmm. my friend. As a heads up, these are not wall hanger sur- swords. They will be used for the purpose they are intended, swinging them at each other. <laughs> <laughs> like God intended. I know the basics of what I am doing, but have run into a few problems. One, I do not have a forge. This means I cannot personally, personally heat treat it. Is heat treating necessary? I know it helps make the sword harder and less brittle, but would a sword still function safely without it? If not, where could I send this steel off to be heat treated? Two, basic question. What kind of steel is good? I have heard O1 steel, tool steel, is one of the best, but it is very expensive. What are some other high-carbon steels that make good swords? Three, edge beveling. Like I said, I don't have a forge. This means mm. I cannot heat the sword and bevel the edges with a hammer. There's a forge shop near me, but I am not as confident with my hammering as I would want to be for beveling. Would a belt sander be able to do it? Thank you so much for your help. Okay. I know Bye the guys. basics of sword, but man, do I not have fucking anything for it. Can You're I gonna want to use crucible steel. What is that? Step one: crucible steel. It's where uh, you you heat the steel in a crucible, and and it makes it so hot that all the extra particulate stuff. And then you I f- just watched Legend of the Viking Sword, you guys. So I'm a bit of an expert on this. You take that molten steel and you throw it on someone you think is a witch, and then well, you, you gotta scrape pour it, it out in kind of a sword shape. Okay. But how are they going to superheat this fucking... They they put it in a kettle and then put it on like a... I'm like m- your mom's oven. Just put it on the toss, cleaning cycle. Toss that like steel the in the crock cycle. pot. That's the thing is you got to compensate for not being able to get the heat with time. So you throw it in the crock pot for like 18 days at like 350. <laughs> yeah. uh, listen, I had a metal molder when I was a kid and I used to make little um, wizards oh, yeah? with some of those fake gems in it. And that's basically the same as the sword you're going to swing at your friend. Yeah, them shits with sword fight ready, Trav. That pewter... Those well, little- yeah, I mean, you had to be very dainty with it, and you make sure you cast. You don't want to like swing through. Yeah, but with your tiny wizard, <laughs> wizards at dawn. <laughs> if you use stainless steel, yeah, mm-hmm. then you don't need to like uh, use high carbon steel. Need to heat it and you know heat treat it. You can just <laughs> stick with stainless steel. Wouldn't and- a, wouldn't uh, essentially a, like a polycarbonate? Um, non-stick steel mm-hmm. wouldn't that just like cut like clean through your friend's neck and like completely decapitate them and then like just like slide through like butter because it's not like sticking to anything it's like frictionless does that make sense yeah wouldn't it just murder your friend were one of you to say not be good at sword fighting i think the important thing here is to start with a wooden sword you gotta or make just a, like a wooden stick make a wooden stick first and say this is a sword that i made and then, if you can say that with a straight face, you're ready for the world of swordcraft. <laughs> because here's the thing: fighting with two sticks you pick up off the ground will accomplish the same thing with less negative results. Well, it makes yeah. sweet clanging noises though, like when they do it. At no, the- you have to do that yourself and go clang, 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 clang on guard, clang. I just don't think repost, that- clang. It sounds like this person. Maybe they can get the metal, but then they can't do it. They're just going to have two big steel pipes. And it's like, this is a sword. It's a super non, non-sharp non sword. But it's I sword. also don't know how to tell this person, but the the small, just infinitely small bit I know about like forging and, and like blacksmithing 
you don't start off with like a sword shaped piece of metal. You start off with like a bricked shape like can you, ore. Can I get just like a, a piece of metal already in the shape of the sword and can you like put it on like a sword handle and make sure it's balanced and super sharp and then I will, I'll just take it from there. And then I'll just hammer on it a couple of times and proclaim it done mm-hmm. and then have it rise out of like a lake or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll pick it up and I'll go insane. <laughs> oh my God. So I was, I've been researching uh, extensively to try to find um, uh, uh, some information about making swords. And I found this page from anvilfire.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have sword myths slash fiction. So let me hit you guys with some sword myths. Yeah, what have I been getting fiction. wrong about swords this whole time? Is See, it actual a, slash fiction? Because no, I feel like that's really sword. appropriate with swords. <laughs> swords, myths, and sword fiction. The Buster Blood. Sword from Final Fantasy VII and a Samurai Sword. They met one day. He said, you looking really good, Buster Sword. And then they clanged. <laughs> they clanged and clanged. I'm going to clang. I'm going to clang all over your sheath. <laughs> Blood does not make a superior quenchant. This is an old myth. Uh-huh. Neither virgins or slaves have been used to test swords. That is a children's story. What? You children's story. Get around. Children's story. Get around. Who will help me test the blades. How many of y'all fucked? None of y'all? <laughs> Let me tell you. You'd be good sword fodder. You cannot chop a machine gun barrel in two with a Japanese sword. Modern myth. <laughs> no, I saw that on Mythbusters. <laughs> myth busted. Ancient steels were not superior to modern alloy steels. Yeah, no Another shit. modern myth. It's because our steels uh, are like genetically like superior in every way. They've been modified and enhanced and chopped and screwed. Here's where things go weirdly askew. Atlantis was not in the Atlantic. The story of Atlantis was based on rumors <laughs> of the demise of Minoan island culture in the Mediterranean by a volcanic eruption. The story was handed down by Egyptians to Plato, who turned the, the little truth into a myth. Listen, uh, Amplifier, I'm not going to tell you you're uh, straying from the path of sword myths, <laughs> but... um. Throw the word in, throw the word sword in there somewhere. Yeah, they sometimes had swords. Somebody in there. Adamantium is a fictional comic book element without any basis in reality, like kryptonite. It's just another unobtainium. JFK was not actually assassinated by a sword. <laughs> like, yeah, dog. Like, I know. I know that one. Swords are not good food. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Clouds are not made of small white swords. Like, thanks website. Mithril, J.R.R. Tolkien, is another myth, ickle metal. Myth is all caps. Thank you. <laughs> Last one, you cannot, and this is the one that I find very confusing on several levels. You cannot cold forge a sword from a leaf spring. Modern web myth slash parody. <laughs> what? What's the most hilarious parody on the web? There's a guy <laughs> who cold forges a sword in a leaf spring. Everyone gets a real I think that's, kick out I of think it. that's a weird Al Yankovic jam. <laughs> Does it say anything on there, Justin, about whether or not steak knives are just little swords? <laughs> are cocktail swords real swords? True or false? I feel like we all learned a lot about swords today. Sword wisdom. Sword wisdom. It is not a blade metal. It is not intrinsically sharp or hard, as recent TV commercial for razor blades indicates. This is more Hollywood hype and bad science written by advertising executives that know nothing of metallurgy. Uh, big corpos selling out. Well, what are you going to tell me next? That... Adamantium's real? Ugh. Shills. <laughs> Hugh Jackman myth. You cannot cop... This is the last one, I promise. You cannot... Ch- and he has one... 
<laughs> he has a whole section about myth and then one section about Highlander that is exactly one fact long. You cannot chop into a concrete column with a sharp sword without seriously damaging it. You cannot chop steel railings or beams in two with any sword. Any sword. Sword. <laughs> sword. Swords do not make showers with sparks when slid against other items or other swords. Listen, you just spent a whole page teaching me how to make swords, and then you're spending the rest of the page dissuading me from wanting to make the sword in the first place. Listen, doll, I just finished watching Highlander for the first time. Do not kill my buzz. Electricity does not shoot out of someone's severed neck and <laughs> empowering the person who did the severing. This is a myth. A Hollywood myth made to sell Immortals tickets. are peace-loving people. They're not violent in any way. Swords have never directly killed somebody. That is a myth. That is a myth. Every time you see someone killed with a sword, it is a myth. I guess how many people alcohol has killed? Billions. Regulate. Why don't you regulate that before you regulate all my swords? Big Everyone government. you know has been killed by alcohol. It's the... It's the... It's my... 30th or so amendment right to carry a sword around in public, unsheathed. Right to cut off arms. I have a concealed carry permit for my sword. It is it is basically just like we're talking about from my right shoulder blade down my left pant leg. That's where I keep also, it. Also, I'm a wandering soldier, righting wrongs. Dave walks with a really weird limp. Have you noticed that? It's almost like he's got a sword down his... Shh, 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 shh. It's concealed. It's concealed. It's concealed. Very he's gonna. Sa- if shit goes south, he's gonna be the one that fucking saves us. Although shit, swords have never killed anybody. <laughs> Fuck. Swords are actually physically incapable of if, killing if somebody. If some fool comes up here in a gun, we're not gonna be able to do anything because swords are fairly. Don't worry. He can just cut the gun in half. Oh no no no! I read on Anvil Fire that that's a myth. Yeah. Damn. What does he Fuck. use it for? I don't know. Like celery. There's celery that needs chopped. To like that's Dave. Dave with a bullet. You know what I mean? I mean, it's <laughs> Dave has a gun? No, 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 no. No, no, no. no. It's just a sword. saying that I made up just now. Gun swords are real. And in fact, half of swords have guns in them. This is a true statement. But there's no way to tell if it's a gun sword just by looking at it. No, no, no. It, the, the truth will be discovered in the moment. <laughs> when the time is right and you need it the most, the important. gun sword will present itself. Gun- <laughs> Guns are basically just swords that throw little swords. They're just really bad swords. They're just bad swords, really. This gun so Oh, I see. Yeah, your sword goes super fast, but can it cut through concrete? Nope. I read on another website that swords can. I'm getting some disputed claims about my ability to cut into concrete. (laughs) Can we fact check internet, please? Let me check Yahoo Answers. Alright, I'm actually literally. What can I cut with a sword? Uh, I got a message for you from Dan Ramble and uh, Zilla's Fiesta Party on the house. I feel like it wasn't Zilla. What was it? It's not, but I think Zilla... It was Larry. Larry's Fiesta Party on the house. Yeah, but I think Zilla's an actual human here who's injected herself into the Fiesta Party on the house. Uh, Christine, I have no clue what your wife got you for your birthday because quite (laughs) Of the New Hampshire Fiesta Party on the houses? (laughs) Christine, I have no clue what my wife got you for your birthday because, quite frankly, this shout-out is way better. We've bonded over MBMBAM, and I'm always pumped to text you the latest silly goof from the brothers. Uh, I hope you are uh, paying us for those. Mm-hmm, as, mm-hmm. as you know, we have a copyright on all our bits. Uh, let's just keep this a secret. 
happy birthday and good luck in university new little sister from us well that's lovely this that's is so, so nice i'm very that's confused really... as to the relationship between these two people but don't it's get not... too bogged down it's very dawson's creek if you think about it too much it's just gonna get confusing uh griff you got another message for us i do this message is for david leavenworth from jacob mcclintock who says happy birthday davo i what a what a clever nickname come on jacob you can do better than that. You're better than that. Thanks for thanks for coming to us uh, for for critique on this nickname choice. Let me try. Let me. Can I try my own here? Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday, Mister Sweats. <laughs> no, it's important that he always wears sweats. Uh, happy birthday, Mister Sweats. I hope this shout out on our favorite podcast makes up for the fact that I didn't get you anything tangible. Thanks for being there for me when times are tough and being the best friend a guy could ask for. Also, you piece of shit, I fucking hate you. Whoa. Fuck off, Mr. Sweat. Took a harsh turn. Listen. Twist. You do a lot for David. You get him through some hard times, you cocksucker. <laughs> Wait, David is Mr. Sweats. Wait, have you ever seen David and Mr. Sweats in the same place <laughs> at the same time? Have you also Guys, noticed I- how much Dave perspires? It's crazy. <laughs> Guys, I do not think that Unbreakable 2 has the same high-stakes tension <laughs> with Mr. Sweats as the lead antagonist. They called me Mr. Sweats. <laughs> I know that you never sweat. It is almost like you are my foil. <laughs> Unmoistable was, uh, was that one. That dude's been uh, running for like two hours. <laughs> Honey, have I ever been sweaty? Uh, think about it. I swear we I've have never a picture. Done your laundry. We have a picture of you being sweaty somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's sweet. My dad never sweats. I don't understand it. His only his only problem is that he can't see. He's blind. It's his weakness. <laughs> Drop it. I'm I'm in a maze. Someone help me. Who saved me? Mr. Sweats did. That's the twist ending. Mr. Sweats hates you, but he loves you. What a twist! What a twist from the makers of that one devil elevator movie. (laughs) You know what, though? He could make this exact movie verbatim. It would still be better than the happening. It's true. Well, by better, you mean, like, quality-wise, not in terms of, like, enjoyment of watching. Because there is no more enjoyable movie than the happening. Fair enough. Are you eyeing my lemon drink? No, I'm not. I can't see. Like, I can't fucking see. I can't see. You look like you need refreshment. Obviously, I don't. (laughs) Clearly, I don't. My foy- have no my- way of regulating my body temperature. <laughs> uh, Travis, you got one more message? Uh, yes, this is for Nancy from Spencer, Stefan, Br- Sabrina, and Kara. Hey, Nancy. Hey there, Nancy. Guess what, Nancy? It's your birthday. You're the coolest gal in birthday town and one-of-a-kind IRL friend with a voice made to sing and a heart made to care. Your friends all appreciate you at least $100 more than you could ever know, and they want you to know that. So enjoy your strawberry-free B-Day. You deserve it. Uh, a voice made to sing and a heart made to care. Is, you, is your friend Nancy a, 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 like a f- heroine in a noir crime novel? I is, think it's, it's Nancy very... Sinatra. Oh, okay. Uh, happy birthday, Nancy. Gosh, what a storied career you've had. And I'm glad that your friends finally got rid of all those strawberries. You think she's allergic, allergic or just like 
She's just she's like, fucking hates this them. birthday, fuck strawberries. They're not even a real fruit. The fruit is the seed on the outside. Get that shit out of Na- here. Listen, Nancy's turning 68 years old. She is running out of themes for her birthday. <laughs> this year's theme? Nancy, we need a theme. I don't know, fuck strawberries? I guess. Yeah. It's better than nothing. You've all tried Hulu. Everybody knows about Hulu, but uh, have you guys gotten into Hulu Plus yet? You know we have. I've been trying. Plus-sized Hulu, right? I've I've been using Hulu Minus lately. I do not know that it is getting the job done for me. For me, there is only Hulu and Hulu Minus. Hulu Plus is Hulu, as far as I'm concerned. You can see exclusive content, like Hulu Originals The Awesomes, with SNL Seth Meyers, and Moon Boy, starring Chris O'Dowd from Bridesmaids. That's a good one. It's a charming charming little Irish television program. He's a great talent. He's a great find. But Hulu listen, pl- with all this awesome stuff, it's got to be super expensive, right? Uh, no, you idiot! It's only eight dollars oh. a month. It's seven. They say seven ninety nine. Please, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna buy into this hypocrisy. It's actually seven nine. Repeating. It's eight dollars, <laughs> okay? And for but for eight dollars, that's a value. You're not gonna care about that extra penny I just invented because you can stream as many TV shows and movies as you want. And uh, we're gonna give you, uh, let's call it two free weeks. Uh, when you go to HuluPlus.com forward slash my brother, that's a special offer for uh, listeners. HuluPlus.com slash my brother, and you get a free trial, and they know that uh, we have a lot of power over you. We we control you, and it's worth it just to see the hug melt moment in America's Next. Oh World. yes, you watched it. Don't or did you I, just? I really got into it did, now, and I can't stop. watching Did you just it. watch my best selling Vine? I do love it. <laughs> I also love the sorry about the clowns moment. This just torn the internet. Greatest apart. line on the TV is I'm sorry about the clowns. Sorry about the clowns. I fucked up. Uh, you and gotta, if you don't know what you're talking about, you need to go on Hulu Plus, watch America's Next Top Model, 2.0, Boys in the House. This Boys week the house. this week was nut bars. The close at the end they were like, You're out. Guess who what? This person's back in. This other person's back in too. And guess what? You're also out. Fuck it. <gasps> Fuck the rules. Oh, there are no rules. It's two point baby. Two point boys in the house. Boys in the house. Game done um. changed. Hey, this is Aaron and Brian from Throwing Shade, and we would love to throw some shade on you this summer. Every Tuesday, we inject all sorts of news stories concerning ladies and gays with silliness and sexiness. Just in time for bikini season. Check us out on Max Fun under Throwing Shade. Okay, they're not stupid. No, I know, but yeah, they could. Well, be. why would you spell it out like? Well, that? because I was the spelling bee champion of the world. Uh, I have both a coworker and a friend that are very much into creating their own music. They talk about it often and give me CDs to listen to. I do not enjoy either one's music. <laughs> Strangely <laughs> enough, both musicians' music reminds me of elevator music, remixed with techno flair and dying cat's last howl. Needless to say, I want to avoid complimenting them on their sound crimes, but have to say something about the CD they just gave me. What is the right way to tell them the music they put their heart and soul into is not for me without hurting their feelings? And that's from Twin Cities Techno. And Twin Cities Techno, great news. There's an easy solution fresh off the uh, fresh off the assembly line at Mabim um, uh, Bam Co. Industries. You lie. You're going to lie. You're going to lie. You're going to just lie. You're going to lie. And it goes like this. It's just this easy. Man, that was great. Thanks for letting me borrow that CD. It's awesome. Can't wait for the next one. Yeah, done. Keep them coming. Listen, well, okay. just keep cranking out the jams, man. You should quit your job and just do this full time. You can just say what you told us, but like, like fr- spin it like a good thing. Like, it sounded kind of like elevator music with a techno flare with a dying cat's last howl over it, and like, I like that. 
Or just flip it, just flip it to negative, like that mirror in Zelda, and you just sit there and just throw like not and didn't into all of those. Like it definitely didn't sound like elevator music remixed with the techno flare and a, not a dying cat. Last I, it was kind of like being in like a really cool elevator where techno music was playing, and also there was like like all kinds of sick cats around. They were I, dying. But I you could don't were, do not enjoy either one of your the beats music. were so sick that it's like the cats were like dying in this cool elevator. But they were like cool with it. Like they kind of wanted to die. They're like Sylvia Plath. Yeah, it was like, like they, a bunch they, of, like, they led a good life and they were suffering and they were just happy to end totally it. Totally rad hospice cats and like this totally sweet elevator. <gasps> and the elevator was like to heaven and like they knew that in some way and you could just hear it. Yeah, in their in their chorus of meows. Ah. Really good stuff. Really, really good stuff. I almost, my first listen to it was such like a profound moment for me that I'm not sure I could ever like really listen to it again. Mm-hmm. It's like Donnie Darko. You know, you watch it, you're so moved, and I just don't know that I could stand it. Like, I can't, you know, wa- the emotions. I can't watch American Beauty. Like, it, I can't go there. And to be like honest with you, like listening to it was such a personal experience that I don't really feel comfortable talking about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's 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 like, why don't you ask me about my first time having sex? Why don't you have me describe that? And I would rather talk about that right now. If you do, you want to? Okay. So this is what it was. So I lost my virginity to your CD. Great <laughs> <laughs> doing it music. Because like when I was when I was like, oh, I thought you meant like you fucked the CD. No, no. no. Um, when I was making love, it was that one track that sounded like all the hospice cats. And the person was like, I really like the sound of these hospice cats. I feel like I'm in like the coolest elevator making love to you for the first time. Oh, you want to meet this person that liked your music? Um, they don't, you shouldn't, they would be uncomfortable. They, I, I think they had such an intimate connection with you. And music. it's like, we haven't been dating that long. So it's like, I'm not really at that phase where I introduced one of my coworkers yet. You know, it was actually so intimate and personal, this experience for me, that I would prefer you not play your music for anybody. Yeah. No, that's my, it's my music now. I kind of want like a, a patronage style thing where like I pay you to make the music, but no one else gets to listen to it. And I may not just because it's really personal. For me. Oh, I just had the best idea. Did you? Yeah. You need to you need to like star cross this. You need to like take your coworker CD, give it to your friend, give your friend CD to your coworker, then like put them together in the same room and say, "Oh yeah, you listen to that CD and you listen to their CD." Oh, I'm going to go grab a drink and then just let them like add it. And then and either they're going to love each other and you're out or they're going to be like, "I kind of thought your music was dump." Oh yeah, well your music was dump and you don't have to say a and word. And you get him caught in that feedback loop. That's how Steely Dan was formed. So <laughs> think about it. I think you should say, it's pretty good. Do you mind if I make some edits? And they say, yeah, sure. I'd love to hear you put your own spin on it. I'd love to hear your remix. And then you just burn them a copy of Jazzy Jeff in the house. <laughs> and then you give them that. And then they say, this sounds, this does sound a lot better. What if you say, I'd like to make some edits. And they say, sure, remix it. And then you just make them watch you snap the CD over your knee. <laughs> there you go. That's much better. Is there any true facts that you can tell? Can you be like, I like, it's a very professional printing. I like how round it was. There there were not any rough edges on the CD, which was nice. I like I like that it was a CDRW, mm-hmm. which was nice because I, I reused it. <laughs> I really like convenient disc. how its circumference was like 3.14 
um, the size of its uh, of its diameter. I really kind of dug that about it. Really it was like, like a really di- clever take on I it. I really like the disc art. I wrote on it with a Sharpie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like so minimal. So it, DIY, you know? Why did you write Brain Poison? It's art. It's like <laughs> punk rock. You wrote Brain Poison. Do not listen to. Too personal. <laughs> Too personal. Listen only once when you make love to your future wife. How did you meet mom? This is how, how I met your mother ends. <laughs> you guys have eight years? Sit down. <laughs> Sit down. My friend, let me borrow this shitty CD. It's super round. But before that... His name is Rob Thomas. <laughs> and now you know the rest of the story. Think about name my band, Matchbox 5. Too, too low. Keep going up. Listen, I say that I love, Match- I love Matchbox 20, you guys, so I don't want any of your, your hate mail. No, no, no. But you prefer Rob Thomas's solo shit. And when I say his well, solo I mean, shit, I mean... That includes the Santana song. You can just you can really see the Rob Thomas shining through his solo stuff. He's not as held back by um, the other nineteen Matchbox members. <laughs> That's why his second his first solo CD was called "Me and Santana, No Limits." <laughs> and then he got that cease and desist letter from from Santana. <laughs> You'd never met him. <laughs> Stop showing that video you made. I recorded this sweet CD with this guy named Satan. Did you meet him? <laughs> <laughs> Did you meet him? I don't think that's right. Yeah, it's called Smooth. He's, he's, he plays this sick, like, electric Latin guitar riff that I've never heard. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're talking about Santana. Pretty yeah. sure his name was Satan. Satan, I think. Pretty the sure. weirdest thing, I heard this on uh, VH1 Behind the Music. During that whole recording process, Santana thought he was working with Rob Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I just wanted to say I love your work on Veronica Mars. <laughs> Wait, what? You mean, no, that's Sorry. the other Rob Thomas. Okay, I can see how this happened now. I really liked it when you made me that sandwich at Arby's. That was Bob Thomas. You're thinking of <laughs> Bob Thomas, the, the Arby's attendee. I really liked when you were the president. That's Thomas Jefferson. You're getting further and further off. I like, I like your morning radio show. Let me think. Bob and Tom? <laughs> You were really off the reservation there, man. Uh, I like it when I put you at the end of my fishing line, and then I can tell when I have a bite. Are you talking about a bobber? What? I couldn't tell if you were doing an impression of Santana or Rob, or Rob Zombie for like half of I really love how you govern the damned souls in hell. Nope. I don't think that's, I don't think that's me, Bob. Bob Thompson. I really like how uh, you're a merry fellow living in a small valley close to the Withley Wind River. Uh, that's Tom Bombadil. <laughs> <laughs> Killing me. Um, you guys want Yahoo? Sure. Yeah. This one is sent in by Sean Fagan. Thanks, Sean. It's by Yahoo Answers user Tommy, who asks, Would it be weird to wear a shirt that says full-time baller for picture day? <laughs> uh, Part-time occasional seasonal baller. I go to a Catholic school, and we normally have to wear a uniform, but we can wear whatever we want for picture day. And my mom says it would be uh, weird to wear a shirt with words for a high school picture day. I just want to express myself, though, so I don't know. You got to be weird. You got to be careful when you wear a worded shirt for picture day, because if it gets cut off, it could just say, like, this kid's a full-time ball. Like, huh? <laughs> 
What kind of cutoff would there be on that shirt, Griffin, that it's kind of like one of the corners is angled? Well, what if it's... Or do you think it says ball hyphen er? It's the top of it, right? It could just say full. This kid has been satiated by the foodie ate today. <laughs> you should send a threatening message to yourself in the future. What if you wore a shirt that just said, like, I don't have a job. Where did you go wrong? Or just a shirt that just says, wasted it. Mm-hmm. You wasted it. You wasted it all. <laughs> so much promise. I blame you, older me. Uh, are we an astronaut yet? <laughs> are you an astronaut? I think full-time baller gets that job done because then he can look back. <laughs> he can look back and say, like, am I still balling it? Am I still balling I mean, it 40 it, hours a week? I feel like I've cut back to, like, 31. I'm definitely not hitting that 32 to 40 range. What if it said, What if your shirt said unpaid overtime baller? I'm it's not like you need to unionize. Full time bomber, baller, <laughs> full time baller with benefits. Mm-hmm. I'm not even balling enough to get health care under Obamacare. Like, I know. There's there's very little balling going on in my day to day. Baller can mean all kinds of things, right? It's it, it's not just like I always assumed it was it was from like sports stars that like that was the origin of the word if it, it, that it had. But it can roots. also mean like sex, like sex, right? Like you have a lot of sex. You play play you play basketball and that's where the ball part of it comes from but also you can like you can like ball somebody and that's like a gross way of saying you had sex with them right that is a disgusting way of saying you had sex what does that mean really you just like put your balls way. inside of them mm-hmm. why would you do that or you just kind of undramatically lay your balls on them like a shelf um more of like just like a a brief respite Ugh. these, these dogs of mine are barking <laughs> And prop them up. Do you mind if I just put these here? Oh, were you going to use that? I'm sorry. <laughs> were you not done eating that? My bad. My bad. Sorry, I put my balls on your waffle. <laughs> I thought that's what it was there for. I, I, got- I mean, read the shirt, ma'am. <laughs> it's, it is 3.30 p.m. It is obviously I'm on the clock. <laughs> what did you think I meant? What if my fucking supervisor saw me not bawling? <laughs> That's my. Do you understand how competitive this fucking this market? This economy and this economy. You want me unemployed? Already scraping by on fucking minimum wage. There's uh, ten other people waiting to put their balls on their on your waffle. I have a teen daughter. I have to feed. This isn't where I saw myself when I took my high school picture day photo, but so be it. You don't put your balls on shit. You're shit. You're fired. <laughs> A always B B B ballin'. Do you want the sweet leads as to what to put your balls on? Coffee is for waffle ball putter on ours or something. <laughs> Second prize is a set of steak knives. Third knives is you still ball all the time. Cause you're a full time baller. I can't change that. I'm only Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. <laughs> Sorry? Uh, what? Man, I'm just mad. I, Alan Alda probably is the biggest baller like to ever ball, right? He's, yeah, sure. He, it's He's not even a job for him. It's just like life. It's just like his life. He does it in his sleep at this point. Mm. It's probably easy for him to just like drape his... <laughs> Stop it! I get it from over there! My How wife, did you do that, my Alan My wife will divorce me. I cannot do this with you. Uh, thank you for listening to My Brother, My Brother, Me. It's an advice show. We hope you've enjoyed Got him. It. How'd you do that, Alan Alda? We were mid-conversation. <laughs> <laughs> this has been our show. We hope you liked it. Thank you to people <laughs> tweeting about the show. I'm Jason O'Connor, Addie Schweiss, Slam Bam, Mir I Am. 
uh, Steve Fallows, Cruz Flores, Cheater, Trey Smith, Corin Porter, Krista, Cheese Mary, Nicholas Lephart, Ian Oliver, Jake, Nate Hall, Reagan, Rogan, I guess, Samuel Newkirk, etc., etc., etc. Chris Zubak skis, who said very, uh, very uh, accurately, I'd say this episode of him BMBAM was weird, but like, what am I comparing it to? <laughs> Which is accurate. Uh, if you want to tweet about the show, make sure you use the MBMBAM hashtag. And uh, follow us on Twitter if you don't already. And when you do tweet about the show, try to include a link to our sample. It's bit.ly forward slash mbmbam2013. If you're going to tumble the show, use that hashtag too. Sometimes I look at the Tumblr hashtags. Okay. It's, yeah, mostly, us. it's mostly slash fiction. Catch us on Grinder. Catch us on Grinder. Use the hashtag f- full bodied brothers. <laughs> full time baller. Full time baller uh, bros. Oh, also, just because it just popped into my head, um, this week is Banned Books Week. Um, what the fuck? A week of, it's a week of like drawing attention. To no, all I mean these everybody knows what Banned Books banned. Week is. Like, what are you? Why are we talking about it? Because I want everyone to buy their kids some banned books. Stick it to the man. Some of those books are banned for a reason, though, Trav. <laughs> <laughs> <This book. laughs> They're pretty shitty. I'm not saying. I wish all that was the only reason the books got banned. Like, no, this. Book I'm not is saying shit. all of them are, but I am saying that like Fahrenheit 451 espouses some pretty dangerous ideas. <laughs> they read that one, then they're all about banned books, and then if they like start fighting against that, then they're going to get into some really dangerous ideas. So, anyway, and Susan Powder stop the insanity is just nonsensical. I don't even understand. Banned. Ban it. You. But the number one banned books right now is uh, Captain Underpants. Yeah. Really. Yeah. You want to look at some naked, chubby dudes for a bit? You want your kids to look at that? How about you just go anywhere on the internet? Just throw a just dart at the internet. search full-size brothers. Full-bodied brothers. Throw a I'm dart. Say, <laughs> I'm going to say thanks to Hulu Plus, where you can binge on thousands of hit shows anytime, anywhere. You can get an extended free trial of Hulu Plus when you go to HuluPlus.com forward slash my brother. I just hit this switch on my chair that made it lower, which is why there was a, a, an odd peak in my voice there. And uh, again, that address is huluplus.com forward slash my brother. You scare yourself a little bit? I got a little scared. My heart is racing. Um, I want to thank John Roderick in the long... As long as we're thanking people, I want to thank John Roderick in the long winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, which is on the album Putting the Days to Bed. Uh, You can find that on uh, Amazon, on iTunes. You can purchase it for a reasonable price. Um, It's a good listen. It's a long listen. You know what I mean? It's got a, it's got it's got a lot of legs on it because you can just listen to it over and over again. Um, you can you can just do that. You can just go do that right now. So just go ahead and go do that right now. Um, and then when you're done buying and listening to that album, make sure to check out all the other uh, wonderful podcasts on MaximumFun.org, including my new favorite Sawbones, starring Justin McRoy and Sydney McRoy. It's a mis- it's a marital tour of misguided medicine. Did I say that right, Justin? Perfect. Okay, it's really wonderful. It's mine and Teresa's new favorite show. We can't stop listening to it. Go check it out. Woo! Uh, and uh, all the other ones, of course. Of yeah. course. Griffin, you got a last question for us? I do. Uh, this one was sent in by Elizabeth Medina Gray. Thanks, Elizabeth. It's by Yahoo Answers user Cowgirl Up Yours, mm-hmm. who asks, "Does everyone here live in Texas or what?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. It's been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.